This is episode four of Machinette, the Glazing Summit, past, present, and future, with my guest, Andrew Scott. I'd like to thank you now for taking the time to listen. For this episode, as I alluded to, we're going to be talking with CEO of the Ascot Group, Andrew Scott. Many of you within the fenestration industry would either know Andrew directly, or indeed know of his dedicated industry marketing agency, Perplex, and his research data specialist, Insight Data. Building a strong reputation within the industry, he launched the Glazen Summit in 2018. And just after two summits, it's quickly become an important date within the fenestration industry. Andrew, it's fantastic to have you on Machinect, and thank you for taking your time. I, I know you're busy, so thanks for coming to have a chat with us. For those that may have heard of just Perplex or just Insight Data or just yourself, can you sort of introduce yourself a little bit, where have you come from, and, and join the dots together? Okay, great. Thank, thanks very much, Mark, and, uh, and thanks for having me on the uh, podcast as well. So like a, a few people in the industry, I've been around perhaps uh, longer than I, I care to mention, but uh, I, joined, uh, I joined the industry, I think it was 1986 or 87, so about 33 years, uh, and I actually joined as a computer programmer. So I had a, a computer background from uh, college, and I joined a glass company in St. Albans and they had a computer, an IBM, and said, can you do something with it? We've just got this. We don't know what it is. And uh, can you do something with it? So uh, I ended up writing some code to help uh, run the glass factory. And I've been in the glass and glazing industry ever since. So from there, I moved into management. I was quite ambitious. Uh, really enjoyed the industry and the people. So I was able to work my way up the ladder fairly quickly to board level and ended up getting involved and running everything from fabricators, installers, um, trade counter, glass company, uh, all sorts really. So uh, around about the late 90s, I got headhunted by a company called Cambrian Windows. Uh, That was a business that was in some trouble at the time. It was about a million turnover. And they had some business issues and some troubles. So I went in uh, really as part of a, a turnaround recovery and we were able to refocus that business and look into new markets, new routes to market, new new business strategy all around. And uh, subsequently, that business grew from about a million turnover to 12 million turnover in about 36 months. Wow. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a ch- challenging times, Mark. And uh, Masco came along at that point and, uh, and, and acquired the, the business from us. So okay. Masco at that time were... Well, it's still are, but, you know, a huge global corporation. Mm-hmm. And they went on to acquire uh, companies like Duraflex uh, as well. So, you know, at that point, I then had uh, some time. I took the opportunity to sort of go back to school, really. Went to Cranfield, studied business growth uh, program and, and also uh, corporate finance as well. So really enjoyed that. And uh, alongside that, really sort of got back into marketing, which was, which was my background, really. And okay. Yeah, and, and then from there, getting involved in some companies. So I, I completed an acquisition of one or two businesses, and, and it really took off from there. So I, I then acquired, built, and sold a number of companies across the industry. So that was it up until really 2004 when I launched Perplex, which at that time, actually, uh, Mark wasn't a marketing agency. It was really okay. a, yeah, it was really a consultancy business, advisory business. So I, 
I worked with people like um, like uh, Ian Harrison, who originally built Saturn and Speedframe, and and various other people across the industry on on their uh, business growth and exit. Yeah, and uh, and then over time, Perplex actually over the next couple of years, Perplex really evolved from a, a management consultancy into a more of a strategic marketing agency and then to really a full-service marketing agency. One of the key things, and, and you'll know this as a marketeer, one of the key things about marketing is data and really understanding the data. At that point, I felt that there was a, a weakness within Perplex that I, I didn't have enough knowledge of the industry in terms of who was doing what, where, and when. So we then launched Insight Data in 2007. And that really was a, a, a turning point, really, because... I was able to build a map, a profile of the industry, uh, fabricators, installers, suppliers, uh, what products they were using, and uh, and and that really helped me scale up our, uh, our our whole group. So that sort of brings me up to up to present. Really. Yeah, that's a really interesting journey. I think it has um, it shows that you built that experience up in some key areas, which you know is evident in the success there that that Perplex has working with clients and. Then you say with the, with the data, which you say with the marketing is, is so important. I, I would imagine that having that that true sort of fabrication experience as well has helped massively when talking to some of your clients from a, from a marketing perspective. And then, yeah. of course, knowing that there is the space potentially for an event, and then you launched the Glazing Summit, which really was the sort of the first okay, it was a summit, but a sort of event of its kind as, as well. So. So how and why did, did that event come up about? How, how did that come around? Well, it was really interesting, actually, because the first thing, as, as we were talking about before uh, recording the podcast, is once you're in this industry for a few years, it depends <laughs> who you are. And, and I'm immensely proud of the industry and I'm really passionate about it. And at that point, when I first had the idea for the uh, Glazing Summit, what, what I realized is as an industry, uh, we like to connect. We're, we're quite a sociable industry. We, we want to discuss ideas, form strong partnerships. So it's a very much people-oriented industry. So that was the first thing. And what I realized at that point was the only event really that brought industry leaders together at a, at a, at a senior level to discuss business really was the, the Fit Show, which is a, a, you know, a fantastic exhibition, but it's you know, biannual. And there was a gap really for uh, something that wasn't of that scale that would really bring industry leaders together. Yeah. Uh, and also I recognized at the same time, the industry's really matured quite a lot over the, over the last few years. You know, in the early days, it was truly maverick. You know, it, it was white gold as, as, as a TV show. Yes. Uh, and it was like that. Um, but, you know, nowadays it, it's changed, the, you know, a lot. It's a lot more professional. We're getting a lot of professionals join the industry and, and some of that old guard, if you like, uh, and the mavericks have, have moved on. So I, I sort of felt that the industry has become more professional and it really needed a platform to, uh, to engage with each other and connect with each other. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting you mentioned those, those maverick days as, as such, as how you put it, and how the industry has grown. And even in my short time, as so, so we've been before, um, coming up to three years now, I, I've seen that change, and I do think that change in perception from consumers is starting to happen as well. Yes, yeah. Um, and events like the Glazing Summit really do help to cement that and ensure that the professionals of the industry do connect 
or I'm going to be cheesy now. So as I would say, Maconnect, I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on a professional face-to-face platform and the Glazer, Glazer Summit does that. And it's yeah. now, or was, shall we say, you know, it still is, but it was meant to be this year. It's heading for its third event. Yeah. Um, but before we get to, to, to the here and now, looking back from sort of year one into year two, was there much that changed from, from, from those events? So, Mark, the first year was very much a, a test bed. The industry had never had a dedicated conference for industry leaders before, uh, something that brought together the senior figures from across the industry to, to discuss uh, the, big, the big issues facing the industry. So we were really fortunate, actually, to have huge support and those attending, actually, on the day, uh, sat uh, on, on the seats, the CEOs, the company directors, actually the combined turnover of uh, over a billion pounds. So it was a serious event. Um, and the, the speakers and content were extremely well received. And the other key part about the Glazing Summit was to give people the opportunity really to, to network and discuss ideas. So, you know, that included breaks, uh, you know, lunch breaks and, and afterwards uh, as well. But it wasn't without its problems. Um, but I'm glad to say they were mainly operational. So, you know, the seating wasn't uh, ideal uh, and the, the, the venue let us down to, uh, somewhat in terms of hospitality and, uh, and parking. So for the following year, we, we went from a hotel to uh, a major conference centre. Uh, and this completely transformed the Glazing Summit uh, with over 400 delegates. So we listened to feedback. Uh, we added some uh, out-of-industry top speakers. That included, for example, the chief economist from NatWest Bank, um, one of the country's top motivational speakers and sales coaches and type of people. Uh, we also introduced technology with a real-time question and answer platform. Uh, uh, and this, this really had a big impact. It allowed delegates to really ask questions that maybe they wouldn't necessarily want to put their hands up to uh, to get involved with so that that proved really really successful uh, we put on a really great lunch uh, as well and give people plenty of time to network and to um, you know talk to sponsors uh, and exhibitors on the evening as well on the second event we really went full out as well we had a fantastic leaders dinner and we brought in Roger Black OBE, who's one of the top sports people in the country. And you know, he he personally spent a lot of time with the guests. He went around the tables um, and lots of photographs, and and it was just a really really great evening. So uh, I think everybody had a really fantastic day. Yeah, it it sounds like the that customer and visitor feedback played like it, it sounded like it played an important role ensuring a continued success and you really looked at the, the first event and I thought all right okay how can we grow that how can we make it bigger and, and get that improvement from year one to year to year two yeah. and we we were visitors Mac were visitors at the last days in the summit and and coming back from that day it, it was certainly a feeling it was a, a really good day and it was well spent and come out with lots of information and like you say talking with other leaders in the industry as well was was certainly valuable yeah. now 2020 was, of course, meant to see the, the first, the, sorry, the first, meant to see the third yeah. annual summit. Um, but as, as of everything this year, COVID-19 had its say, and in the end, it put the brakes on that slightly. Is the event now not happening this year? Are you going to deliver it in a different format? Is it happening next year? Can you explain sort of what, what the plan is now for, for the third one? Yeah, sure, sure, Mark. Well, we talked to the venue, Edgebest, and we, t- we spoke to sponsors and we spoke to other event organizers. And, and there's a real mixed bag here. Some 
uh, event companies are pushing back the, their their conference or events until the end of the year or or January February. Uh, but our, our concern really was if there's a second spike, then it's it's just going to create uh, chaos. So uh, we we took the view, I think quite rightly, that uh, we wanted to postpone the event until next year. So so we we talked to industry leaders, we talked to the senior people across the industry. Um, and uh, and we've chosen to push it back until uh, October next year, Mark. Okay. So one one thing I, w- I would uh, add to that though is that uh, as part of that process, as part of the dialogue and conversations, uh, actually with uh, industry leaders, one thing that came up was that yeah, we support that decision to push it back. Um, but it would be really good to connect maybe in a smaller way with uh, with industry leaders. So we've decided to launch uh, a series of maybe smaller networking events and get-together events for industry leaders, which we're going to call GSN, Glazing Summit Networking Events. So we're really excited to, to bring that together and uh, put on a, a few smaller events throughout the year just to bring industry leaders together. Yeah, it, certainly from, from the bigger event, it sounds sensible and it's the correct decision given the circumstances. And sitting here from a macro perspective and being a sponsor of next year's event now and, and hearing some of the early plans of those smaller events and as well as the, the plans for the, for, the, for the main event, I'm quite excited to be part of it, actually, from, from a sponsor perspective rather than just a, a guest and a visitor. Yeah. One of the, um, the key highlights, highlights rather from, from the Glazing Summit from last year and, and the year before, which always seems to create a buzz at the event and certainly on social media, afterwards was the data shared from your insights data team you yeah. at the event you shared some really valuable data about the industry like figures and numbers and lots of infographics and charts with no event this year are you still going to be looking to, to do some things like that in some way so uh yes we produce uh, we, we actually produce a series of smaller reports throughout the year but we tend to do an annual roundup so we're going to go ahead with that uh, anyway towards the end of this year I think also just based on the feedback of that at the Glazing Summit, we are now looking to strengthen our research team. So we're currently bringing in a research analyst uh, and they'll work with us to develop much more comprehensive and detailed reports about the industry as well. So as soon as we start publishing some of those reports, we'll, uh, we'll let you know. I think I can speak for a lot and um, it's certainly this year that they're going to be really interesting to look at. And I look forward to seeing those um, reports on, on where, where the industry is done, how it's performed um, based based on the year that 2020 is coming. I know from your tweet and LinkedIn post, you've already been doing a lot of work around sort of Google Insights for your for your customers, looking at trends. Um, I think it's proved to be really interesting, especially on the sliding patio door front of house in search world, search yes. volume for those terms have increased massively. Um, so the, the data from your team, I think well, on top of that is going to be going to be valuable. One of the changes that were planned for for the Glazen Summit 2020, which will now be 2021, was there was going to be an awards um, ceremony associated with the summit. We've already quite a, a few awards around the industry in, in different formats. How do you feel they were going to be be different from, from the rest? Yeah, great. Sure. Uh, I think it's important to understand that what we are looking to achieve uh, with this is, is, is quite quite different to, to what exists at the minute. I mean, I've been a big supporter of the G Awards, for example, for, for years, and Tony does a fantastic job. And and those, those awards really recognize sector excellence. So they recognize Fabricator of the Year, Installer of the Year, 
um, and it's really sector focused, which is absolutely right, and we absolutely need that. What what I have recognised over the years is that the the, the window industry uh, hasn't been seen in the highest regard in other sectors and markets. So I was quite passionate about changing that, and I thought, why can't we stand? Uh, alongside, shoulder to shoulder with any other sector or industry. So the idea behind the Glazing Summit Awards really is to recognise business, business performance, business ability, uh, leadership, entrepreneurship, uh, as opposed to fabricators or installers. So really it's about uh, things like uh, quality management. It's about best practice. Okay, those, yeah. those sorts of things, uh, customer experience, customer service. And the qualities of running a business that aren't necessarily sector specific. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of thoughts have gone into that. And I think it relates back to your early point of, of seeing how the industry's become more professional. Yeah. And obviously working, they say we were turning at the G Awards, it's given you that perspective and being able to differentiate it quite nicely and, and, and quite quite rightly. Thinking ahead now to, to the next event, obviously you had a lot of plans. I imagine we're quite set in stone really, ready for this year, ready for the Glazing Summit. But obviously, 2021 is going to be a very different year now because of what 2020 has provided us in terms of COVID-19. Absolutely. So with regards to like the, the topics you would normally discuss, et cetera, has, has that changed what you were going to be doing for the event or is it almost cemented what you were planning? It's, uh, that's a good, good point, Mark. It, it really is a combination of both. I mean, we, we had some absolutely stellar speakers lined up. Uh, really fantastic speakers. So, and, and thankfully, they've all agreed now to move across to next year. The content of the Glazing Summit really evolves quite quickly. So, one of the things that we're really keen to do with the Glazing Summit is have the information that's really current and really up to date, that's really tackling the issues that affect the industry today and are likely to affect it over the next year, two years, and then longer term. So, so I think it is constantly evolving, you know, and and by the time we get to the Glazing Summit 2021, Brexit will be complete and over. You know, we're, we're in a transitional year, but we'll be through that. We'll be out of that. And the new government green home grant uh, scheme will be up and running in, in whatever guise that will look like at the time. So that will be behind us. Um, and hopefully the industry will be back in full swing again. And, um, and so by 2021, we'll have a much clearer picture of, uh, of the impact of the pandemic. So. I think there'll be some core elements that uh, will remain constant. You know, some of the, some of the subjects are around best practice and, and about uh, industry leadership. Those will remain, but I think some of the content will very much change and adapt around that time, Mark. Yeah, no, it, it's certainly going to be an interesting time between now and the event itself. Like you say, there's there's a lot going on, and it's it's great to hear that you're keeping the content and continuous development to keep up with the current trends and the current changes that are going to be happening. Between I mean, these two times, the thing, I mean, one of the things that's going on uh, at the minute is a level of restructuring uh, within the, within the industry, yeah. uh, and I think by, by next year we, we we'll see quite a, a different industry, and uh, and you know, looking forward to seeing what that looks like. Yeah, certainly, and I think the Glazing Summit is going to be a, a key meetup to see how that how that looks for sure. One of the um, the smaller events you mentioned earlier, so the Glazing Summit can do these smaller core networking events. I know it's, it's during the Fit Show. I'm not sure on how much I can share on that just yet, but I think it's an important collaboration. You said how the, the events differ and what the how Fit Show was just there before on its own, and now we have the Glazing Summit as well. 
How did that sort of come about? So I've worked with the Fit Show really since its very inception. Uh, when Matthew Glover first had the idea for the uh, Fit Show, he hopped in the car and came down to uh, see me in my office and, and discussed his plans for it. And, and, and I thought it was a brilliant idea. And I thought it's exactly what the industry needs right yeah. now, uh, an industry show by industry people for industry people. So as the Fit Show has evolved year by year, Perplex or Insight Data have, have partnered with, uh, with the show at, at, at every event. So I think having that close working relationship, it was quite natural that when we decided to, to do the Glazing Summit, that uh, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a conflict, it wasn't uh, an overlap. It was a very, very different thing. Yeah. So, so I think that that relationship actually ha- has blossomed uh, over, over the years. You know, we, we work quite closely with them. Um, and the organizers, you know, Nikki there does a fantastic uh, job at, at the Fit Show. So she's going to come on board as one of our judges for the Glazing Summit Awards. So okay. it's just a natural thing to, yeah, to work nice. with and, and find ways to, to partner together. Brilliant. That sounds exciting. It's nice that I think a, a key point in our industry is, is collaboration, and that can only be a good thing. We are a sponsor now for the 2021 event um, with uh, some fantastic companies from across the industry doing all, all sorts of stuff. What do these, as in us, the sponsors, bring to the event for visitors? Yeah, yes, Mark. Um, our sponsors share our passion for raising standards. That's a key part of what's coming through from the, the Glazing Summit. You know, our, our sponsors are really passionate about standards, best practice, uh, professional standards. Uh, and it means... Visitors to the conference are connecting and networking really with the, the leaders of the industry and the organizations that are really driving innovation and really driving improvement. Um, so with uh, visitors and sponsors both on the same journey, it will just help ensure the, the whole industry embraces positive change and moves forward. So you know, we're really excited to be working with the sponsors on that. And, uh, and actually, the sponsors have been a, a big contributor to help us shape the content and format of the event as well. Yeah. Likewise, and um, and on behalf of Mako, I think we're we're already looking forward to it, and um, I look forward to seeing as many faces there as possible. So, sort of coming towards the end now, wrapping up. I know time is precious. If people want to find out more about the Glazing Summit, and it's coming next year, but we, we can start to plan now. Where and how can they find out more? Uh, great stuff. Okay, well, the website is glazingsummit.co.uk, or you can speak to any of my teams at Insight Data or Perplex Marketing. And we're really excited for next year. Now we're we're already working on the on the format and some of the additional content for it. We're really excited about the Glazing Summit networking events and the uh, Glazing Summit awards as well. So really excited to be working with our, our sponsors um, and, uh, and and seeing everybody next year and looking forward to meeting all our friends and, and associates and, and partners face to face as well. So uh, we're really excited for next year. Yeah, I think the, the face-to-face room will make a welcome change from this year. I think um, that, that really wraps up today, I think, I think Andrew. Um, thank you so much for coming on Machinex. Your, your time is, is appreciated. My pleasure, Mark. Thank you very much for inviting me. Pleasure. And thank you all for listening. I look forward to speaking to you all again on the next episode of Machinex. Mm-hmm.